This is the Partnership for the Arts Talk Show, where we talk art. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. Mary, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you? I'm doing good. Feeling blessed. I got my coffee, so I'm, I'm ready to go for the Fired show. Fired up and ready to go. Yes, and I'm excited about the show because we've got one incredible guest coming on here. I know. I'm excited, too. Yeah, and we're going to get a chance to talk about something that we really haven't had to uh, a chance on this show. Yeah, this yeah. is a little bit different, uh, but there's so many aspects to the arts, and this is a really rich and and engaging one that yeah. I'm excited about talking to. Right, right, because we're, we're going to talk with the uh, the artistic director for the, the opera, and uh, we haven't really had a chance to cover that on the show, so I'm, I'm excited about being having a chance to actually finally do this. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you ready to start? I am. Okay, then let's go. This is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us. As we explore the worlds of art. You can find us on our Facebook page at Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show. Or you can find us on our new website at pftatalkshow.org. PFTA Talk Show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. So we're back, and we're excited to be talking with Stephanie Pierce, who is the founder and artistic director of the Gulf Shore Opera. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. And thank you for driving up from Naples to come up here to the Visual Arts Center so we could, we could have this fun show. I always love coming to Punta Gorda, one of my favorite spots on the West Coast. There, yeah. yeah. Punta Gorda is, is a fun little small town, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the show, and uh, I know you had mentioned that you you love any time you get a chance to come back. Yep. Reminds me of home, Chagrin Falls, Ohio. Yeah. Right, right. And we're going to talk about that, talk about some of uh, your history. You have been performing in the opera for quite a while. Yes. I've been in opera for over 30 years, mm-hmm. various aspects, starting out as a performing artist and then later becoming a uh, producer and director uh, and teaching as well. Right. And you have traveled uh, quite, quite extensively. Lot. Yes, quite a lot. I, I graduated from the Cleveland Institute of Music and then the University of Southern California with an, a brand new major at the time, which was opera performance. And I remember being introduced to a, a boyfriend's family, and he was in medicine, and when they asked me what my major was, and I said opera performance, and they said, oh, I didn't know you had to go to school to learn about that. <laughs> but um, indeed, it's a very intense uh, road of study because you not only have to train in voluntary muscles in your vocal cords, but you have to become proficient in several languages and many, many styles. Wow. Well, and I guess acting, so, right. too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you, you do have the opera with the stage performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, right. And that's kind of what attracted me to it in the first place. I grew up in a musical family, and my grandfather sang opera and oratorio. My mother was a classical pianist, and my dad played folk music uh, back in the cafes in in Ohio with a friend of his. And I learned how to play guitar as a young girl, and I loved Joni Mitchell, and developed that high range, and ended up 
working in a band with a girl whose mother taught at the Cleveland Institute of Music. Mm. And the mother heard us and she said, gee, you really got those high notes. You know, maybe you should come down and sing for the, the head of the voice department at the Cleveland Institute, which I did. And I ended up leaving high school early and transferring to the Institute to finish my junior and senior years in high school and uh, continued my studies there. So it was through that. I I never really even thought about opera until I had studied voice for several years. And it kind of became, you know, like an athlete just wants to get to the next level and see how much more can I do, how much further can I push myself. So that was really more my attitude. And I studied a lot of different kinds of classical vocal music, but then I figured out if I do opera, then I get to act and put on all those cool costumes, too. Right, so. There's, there is that. <laughs> so that, that's how I ended up going that direction. Um, and it was a, a really unique and fun ride traveling around Europe and the United States doing uh, leading roles. You know, a, a, a difficult lifestyle and a challenging well, and lonely can, lifestyle. Yes, yeah. Uh, on the road. On the road, yeah. Well, not all the time, but, you know, you're either working on the road making money or you're starving in New York City in a tiny little apartment spending thousands and thousands of dollars on your teachers and going to do auditions and things like that. Wow. (laughs) It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. But you enjoy it, obviously. Enjoyed it then and and you still enjoy it. Well, uh, it's it's been um, a very fulfilling arc that I could start by training with some very, very fine teachers of, of my generation and have a career and now be at, at the point where I'm able to develop young talent uh, and, you and pass go. along. Because this is information that you can't just get out of a, a book or a website. Although during COVID, a lot of people have been teaching virtual teaching. So that's come a long way as well. Mm-hmm. Different subject. But, but anyways, I feel blessed and enriched that I'm able to introduce this great art form to a new generation and to the Southwest Florida residents because you haven't had opera here before. Right. So how did that all start? And when did that start? Yes. Well, I, I founded and directed the first professional opera company on uh, the Southwest coast of Florida. And that was um, opera Naples in 2005. And I led that company for nine years And then we had a sort of a parting of the ways in 2014, at which point I reorganized and expanded the company to become Gulf Shore Opera and to reach out from originally from Collier County and then into Lee and Charlotte County. So as of 2014, Gulf Shore Opera was serving the Charlotte County with both performances and an educational program for for the kids at the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, that's awesome. We're so glad you're here. That's a great organization, too. Yeah, Yeah. and and introducing those kids to the opera and all that. That's fantastic. Dave Dave used to teach at the Boys and Girls Club uh, art, um, drawing. Oh, great. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. used to teach there. Yeah, love it. Those kids really, they're like sponges. They just Uh love uh it. Well, and you have a fantastic uh, music program at, at both of your high schools, really, the Charlotte... High school, and then is it Lemon Lemon Bay? Lemon Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've met the music teachers at both of those places, and we've done some wonderful collaborative work with the high school uh, choirs at, at, at both of the high schools. And what have you done with them? 
Well, a few years ago, we did a program called A Night at the Opera, which had scenes from a bunch of different operas. And we did a, a very famous moment from the opera La Traviata, which is called the, the, drink, the drinking song, or Libiamo. Libiamo, amore, amore, che cantico. It's a very famous melody. And the, the high school kids learned the song in Italian. And then I took the, um, the artists who were doing the lead roles in these operas to both high schools. And we, had, uh, we got together in a big room, and we had them sing, and then we taught them how to waltz while they were singing it. You know, oh. Just the very basic one, two, three, one, two, three. And then they, you know, they got to wear their sort of their black formal attire and mm-hmm. get on stage with, with us and, and do that. It was only about a six-minute long scene, but you know, it, was, it was a real giggle for them. And yeah. you know, one of the things that I like to say about Gulf Shore Opera, one of our goals is to destigmatize this art form because it is traditionally in its beginning it was for the kings and the royalty you know mm-hmm. back in the 15 and 1600s um, and then it, it, it in Europe became more of a weekend entertainment but in America it has remained very expensive and much more of an elite form until uh, I'd say the last 20 years but in, in the big cities They've had years and years of outreach to school children because um, it takes some getting used to to hear an operatically trained voice. There's there's tremendous power in it, and and it is not a quote unquote natural voice. It is a developed voice, just like a ballerina dancing on tippy of her toes is not a natural way of dancing. It takes years to build up those muscles to be able to do that. But once you get used to it and, and you learn how to respect the artistry of that, um, it opens up such an incredible new world. But it does take years to develop that uh, understanding and appreciation, appreciation for, for sure. the art form. Yeah, so right. we, we start young with, you know, as young as we can get them, you know, the kids that go to Boys and Girls Club, the high school music students. And it's going to come back. It's going to take 20 years. But, you know, when they're 35, 40 years old, and you, what, do you want, what do you want to do tonight? Oh, I heard La Traviata's playing at the theater. Let's have dinner and go see La Traviata, right. you know, because it's not something weird to them or, or something that's too far off for them to be able to reach. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, they're exposed to it young, and, you know, like anyone in any situation, some of that thing just clicks with them, and it gets in their system, and it never goes away. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. That's part of what we do. We also have a series of community concerts. We we do a lot of different types of music within the realm of classically trained singers. And we were just talking a minute ago about Irish music. Well, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's the pub songs, but then there's the traditional Irish, um, the ancient melodies, and um, there, there are even operas that are written in Irish. So we could do a program like that. We did an Andrew Lloyd Webber program last year. So oh, nice. these are ways to bring in audiences that are kind of intimidated by the idea of going to see an opera, but like these other kinds of music, and then they get to hear these classically trained voices in um, an acoustical environment without microphones usually, build a comfort level and a respect for these artists that you know, have trained for 20 years to be able to project their voices like this. 
It is amazing to hear. I mean, it, it, I remember the first time I heard it, kind of like you were describing, I thought, boy, that's, that's just really different. Mm-hmm. But the more you hear it and the more exposed to it and you learn to appreciate it, it's just, it's an incredible experience, really, to, to be listening someone with that Power range. Power and that range and, and that length, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's the emotion, the, right. the drama Absolutely. and the emotion in yeah. it. And I want to mention that in terms of uh, feeling like I'm not going to be able to get opera, there's been a great development that we were huge believers in, and that is whenever we do something in a foreign language, we have what are called surtitles, which is just like the subtitles in the movies, but Mm -hmm. it's above the stage. So when we do our operas in foreign language at the CPAC Auditorium, you will always get a blow-by-blow translation of what's happening. Oh, that's 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 really important. It is very important, yeah. Otherwise, how do you get them? To be able to understand what the Mm -hmm. story is behind. And they're very dramatic. Melodramatic, in fact, some of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In opera, really? So you've traveled the world. The Western world. Yeah, the Western (laughs) world, yeah. Any favorite moments of doing that? Oh, goodness gracious. Early on in my career, I did some really intense international competitions. Um, I was a winner of the Pavarotti competition in Philadelphia, and I got to meet Luciano Pavarotti on several occasions, and he was an amazing inspiration to me as a young singer. And I, I was in uh, Montreal for the Montreal International Competition, which I also won. And I got to perform um, live broadcast nationally, nationally in Canada. Carmina Burana at the Place des Arts is the, the name of the big theater in Montreal. But that just blew my mind because there were 80 people in the orchestra, probably a hundred in the chorus and 60 dancers. So you can just imagine how big the stage was. And I was like this little soprano over on the side <laughs> of the stage in the spotlight with all of this going on. So that that just blew my mind experience. Yeah. Place okay, des Arts okay. is, the, is the big Lincoln Center of, of Montreal. In Europe, of course, you know, being in Paris and being singing Violetta, which is the lead role in La Traviata. And it's about a, a courtesan, which is a, Fancy word for a, a well, a lady that is paid for her services to <laughs> to married gentlemen, um, and it takes the story takes place in, in in Paris. So it was kind of exciting to be doing that. And you have traveled, you moved here, and we were talking a little bit uh, before the show. Yeah. Uh, you had moved here because you had family, correct? Yes, I had a I had an epiphany on New Year's Eve, the year two thousand. Um, was walking down the beach in Bonita, where my parents had retired, and I just thought to myself, you know, I don't really need to go back to New York. They have an airport here. <laughs> Relatively civilized. Yeah. <laughs> And it would be nice to have some roots somewhere, you know, after almost 20 years of, uh, of traveling and, you know, having a little, a little tiny apartment in New York, but not even really knowing my next door neighbors there. So, yeah, I, I just made the move. I bought a, a little bungalow in, in Bonita Beach area and um, moved in, started teaching, started focusing my performing career regionally instead of internationally and um, was uh, very fortunate to meet my 
my husband shortly after making that decision and became an instant mom to three stepsons and a few years later a midlife miracle mother of a beautiful young girl whom we named Aria. Oh, that's sweet. Sweet, like yeah. Congrats. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to uh, actually go into the, the Golf Shore Opera and start talking about what you guys got planned for the coming year. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so everyone hold on. We'll be back in just a minute. Hi, my name is Russ Emanuel. I'm the director of Occupants, the Assassin's Apprentice and Caller. And you're listening to Partnership for the Arts. Okay, everyone, uh, we are back, and we want to make sure we thank Russell Emanuel for that commercial spot. And Russell, we, we just interviewed him here a little while ago for his new movie the, uh, that he's directing and producing. Right, that was that was a fun interview, an e-interview, <laughs> as he would say, because he's right. in California. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it, uh, we, we got to finalize our script for the movie that yeah, we're going to drop in there. Five seconds of fame in Five seconds movie. of fame, but, you know, our coffee mug's in the movie, That's so awesome. that was good. So, And Russ, it was good talking to you again, and uh, that interview will be coming up next show. Um, so there we go, Mary. Would you mind carrying on while I sip my coffee? (laughs) (laughs) You know. Yeah, so uh, welcome back. I wanted to talk to Stephanie about what's coming up in our Mm -hmm. areas. Gulf Shore Opera actually serves Charlotte Lee and Collier County, which are three very, very large counties in southwest Florida. And we're all neighbors. Mm -hmm. So we can go down to Lee County. I mean, it's not that far. Uh, Collier County has a lot of Mm -hmm. great venues as well. So what I really wanted to mention to our listeners is when you go to the website for the Gulf Shore Opera, which we will give you that information shortly, the URL, I should say, the address. Dave will fix that. Thank you. And, <laughs> and when you go to the Gulf Shore Opera website, you it is color-coded. It's very creative how they've come up with a way to color-code so that you can see what is going to be coming up in your area mm-hmm. and in the areas right next door to you. So, Stephanie, let's talk about a few things that we have on your uh, season eight, 2021-22 calendar. Great. I'm really excited about the upcoming season. Um, a busy one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a formula that uh, works well for us, and that is, as I'd mentioned earlier, we want to introduce opera to new audiences, and we want to bring them in slowly with, we always do, you know, social mixers, meet the artist kind of things going on with most of our uh, performances. So we start off the year with a, with a, with a really friendly concert that uh, has a, a lot of music that you'll recognize. And this year, we're very excited to be partnering for the first time with the Peace River Botanical Gardens. Right. Uh, and November 7th, we will bring our female vocal ensemble, the Go Divas, to the Peace River Botanical Gardens for a concert out on the lawn there. Go Divas are a really exciting new group. I've, uh, I've had such a wonderful experience bringing them together and basically producing and directing um, this ensemble. It's quite unique in that they are all residents of Southwest Florida. Oh, they are all They all have music degrees in voice 
and you know they're they live in this community two of them have children and a couple of them are sort of recent college graduates but they're all absolutely lovely and they have six uniquely different voices and they do everything from opera and and sacred songs to christmas music traditional and contemporary and um, we've got a whole set of uh, acapella arrangements of Beatles songs. <laughs> and I've introduced them to James Taylor. Can you believe they had never heard oh, You've no. Got a Friend? Oh, my God. Oh, this is a beautiful song. I've never heard this before. Yeah, You've yeah. Got a Friend? You're kidding. <laughs> um, and we, we even did a Crosby, Stills, and Nash song oh, this yeah. year. So, um, so that's the group that will be uh, on the lawn there at the Peace River Gardens. And um, you'll see what a, what a friendly and accessible group we are when you come to that concert. Um, and then in December, we have a Holiday Pops concert, which will be with um, the two professional artists, and we're going to bring our, our youth program into that. We have a youth development program called the Harmony Choir, okay. and this is an outreach program that Gulf Shore Opera does in partnership with existing after-school programs. I had mentioned the Boys and Girls Club. Right. We also work with Cooper Street in Punta Gorda. Oh, nice. We bring um, our music teachers in once a week and they learn about the voice and they do some vocal exercises we learn about rhythm and get them to sing some simple songs at first and then hopefully as the group develops they, they can do some harmonies and things so we teach them some Christmas songs and of course they all know Jingle Bells so they'll get up there with our professional artists and do a few songs together so that'll that'll be kind of a fun experience for oh, that families. Sounds, that yeah, sounds does, great yeah yeah then in January, we're going to be touring a show called Opera Meets Broadway. So as you can imagine, um, you'll be hearing some of the top 10 standard opera songs along with some of the popular Broadway music. Today's opera singers, especially the American singers, are extremely versatile and well-trained. They're physically fit and they look like the roles that they would would perform, you know, the the young handsome prince looks like a young handsome prince. Um, it's not like in the olden days. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with so many of the big companies are doing uh, HD broadcasts now that you have to look good on film as well as on stage. So I have two very handsome um, professionals, a tenor and a mezzo-soprano that will be doing that series. And they're both extremely versatile, doing everything from you know, Carmen to something from Andrew Lloyd Webber or Broadway show. So, uh, so that'll be a really fun uh, mixed program. And that is coming um, in January. That will be, I don't think we have a date nailed down for that yet. And then in February will be our first full-scale production that we tour. We're calling this The Bat's Revenge because the original title is really confusing and long, which is Deflator Mouse. But it actually is a, an operetta which is a precursor to music theater, in that it has dialogue, and it, it is high comedy. It's a really very, very funny, clever piece, but it also has a lot of great melodies, some of which you might recognize. And we are doing this. It's a new, updated production. A wonderful California director named Josh Shaw is re-envisioning this operetta in uh, the 1940s Hollywood 
So we're going to be changing some of the dialogue. He is going to be changing some of the dialogue and some of the lyrics that are sung to fit with the movie stars of the golden age of oh, Hollywood. That's so, a so great yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah, it'll it'll really be fun, and that's going to open here in in Punta Gorda at your lovely CPAC Auditorium on uh, February twenty fourth. Fantastic. So that's again, that's a great. Never been to an opera before. That's a great first opera because it's quite lightweight and a fun, fun evening, and it will be in English. So, um, you'll, you know, you'll kind of get... Um, Don't need those uh, surtitles going on. Yeah, yeah, you'll get, a, you'll get a taste for it. Yeah, not to get you off track, but speaking of that, you mentioned it is in English. I, we, we were talking earlier, you mentioned that when a, an opera is performed in a language other than English, mm -hmm. that you have surtitles. Surtitles, yes. Yes, we do. Um, and that will come into play in a minute when I tell you what we're doing in April. Okay. But in March, before we do the big show, I, oh, I, I'd, earlier I'd said the formula, sometimes I don't complete my thoughts. The formula is to bring people in kind of easy and then do the big opera at mm -hmm. the end of the season. So that's what I'm leading up to here. That makes sense. Right. So we've done the Bats Revenge, and then we do um, an all-Irish program, again with the Go Divas this time, called Songs of Ireland. And that will be March 10th at the Golf Theater, which is part of the Military Heritage Museum. And we love to use that venue for our smaller, more yeah, intimate yeah. concerts. Which um, is, which they're wonderful partners. Right down the street from the Visual Arts Center here. It's just across the street down by Fisherman's Village. Yep, right next yeah. to Fisherman's Village, right. Um, and then, drum roll, the big one, which <laughs> is uh, Tosca. Tosca is consistently one of the top five most performed and most loved by Puccini, who is the number one top composer of opera in terms of popularity in America, uh, along with um, Giuseppe Verdi. But this is a very dramatic piece, and everybody dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! Uh, yeah, yeah, it was one of very um, satisfying role for me because after playing the ingenues and the sweet young ladies for so many years, I got to sink my teeth into this role, and I actually get to stab and kill the bad guy. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> That's awesome. That was a really <laughs> empowering experience for me. But great opera. It's, it's got some huge, huge moments in it. We're going to be collaborating with a, a regional choir. I imagine at one point there'll be at least 80 people on stage, which is the wow. big Act One finale, a very, very powerful moment. But, you know, the, the, the grand operas are called the grand operas because because they're grand. Mm -hmm. And um, pageantry is kind of an important part of the spectacle and the art of what opera is, to see uh, so many people together with a, with a big, powerful orchestra all creating this, you know, this one moment, this musical and visual moment. It titillates the senses on so many different levels, you know. Right. The experience of this art form is, is indeed quite rich, and this will be the culmination of our season, this pr production of Tosca, which starts here um, and then goes to the Barbara Mann. So you could see it at either of those locations from here. Okay, and that is again when? That is April 23rd okay. at C Pack and April 26th at the Barber Man. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, yeah, that's uh, 
that's one we're buying tickets for. No and that's the one that, that has the surtitles. Okay. <laughs> I told you I'd weave back to that. I almost right. forgot. But yes, right. right above the stage, there's a screen that just drops down about four feet, and you get a blow-by-blow blow of everything that's going on up there. So if you're worried that it's in a foreign language and I'm not going to be able to know what's going on, you will. You just need to pop your eye up there and, and, and keep tabs on what yeah. they're saying. That's fantastic. Yeah, it makes it so much more accessible and mm-hmm. yeah. enjoyable for the audience. Right, so. right. And we'll know why she's pulling that knife out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's bad. He's very bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like your formula. That's a that's a, a great way to approach and, and and get people engaged and then end with, like you say... <laughs> the grand opera, yeah. The yeah. Grand opera. yeah, yeah. And, and another thing about the Grand Opera uh, is that it's extremely expensive to produce. You know, the, 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 the national uh, go-by for opera companies doing Grand Opera productions that you're doing well if you can raise 50% of the cost to produce through your ticket sales. Wow. Okay. So, so we do rely on our, our patrons for donations and our sponsors. We have a wonderful sponsor in Charlotte County, the Peace River Group of Morgan Stanley, oh, yeah. um, that have done wonders for us. And also one of our board members is uh, John Wright, your uh, chamber uh, director here. So we're, we're, we're really pleased that we're starting to see the kind of support that allows us to do these expensive productions up here in, in um, Charlotte County. Right. Well, that's just fantastic news. Mm. I mean, and you have expanded the way you have for the counties, and now we get the we get the big benefit of that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, fantastic. a huge a huge area in Southwest Florida. Um, I did want to ask you about some things I've seen on the calendar. Sure. And I see a lot of taste of the opera, um, maybe a luncheon. What are you doing? You're with getting that? into um, one of my other favorite topics here. Um, a, a big part of our mission with with Gulf Shore Opera is is to create a social atmosphere that brings people together. You know, strengthening the community through the art form and 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 bringing people that otherwise would never meet together through the art form is is very exciting for us. So um, you're getting into what we call the social engagement and. We have a lot of fun and friendly events that include singing, but they also frequently include either um, cocktails or even a sit-down dinner and a show. And um, we do these in all three counties. We've done uh, several of the Taste of Opera uh, events at the Isles Yacht Club, and we've also done the Charlotte Harbor Yacht Club, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's a it co- it costs a little bit more because it includes wine and dinner. Um, but you get wine dinner and a show at those. Um, we also have this annual ladies event that's wildly popular. That's called Style and Song. So there's a shop, a ladies boutique called K's on the Beach, and um, I think they're in, in in Collier and Lee County. And this lovely lady who started this company on Marco Island and is now 94 years old um, sponsors this style show and we bring in our opera singers our, our men who are always very handsome and elegant and they they sing love songs and the ladies you know do the the, the styles we do daytime styles and evening styles and all and they have a big luncheon and 
we get over 200 people to wow. that. <laughs> so, yeah, we love to do those. And then, of course, there's the gala, which is our annual signature fundraising event, which includes a, um, an opera concert and then a dinner in, in one of the fine um, ballrooms in the area, usually in Lee County. Well, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, everybody, I, I love the, the how you're incorporating the social aspect into it. And it's just another way to engage more and more people, which you've been able to do so creatively, I think. No kidding. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know, one of the silver linings of this horrible experience that we've just been through with the pandemic is that we started a new series called Opera Al Fresco this year um, because we had to. And we sought out unusual places, non-theatrical venues to perform outdoors mm-hmm. um, in all three counties. Um, but because there was so little else to do and because we were public spaces like parks and stuff, people that otherwise never would have come no. to mm-hmm. see something that had the word opera attached to it came and really enjoyed it. We did uh, we did a concert called The Latin Devos, which is a group that lives in Miami. Uh, we did it at the Mercado, uh, which is a, a lovely shopping center in northern Collier County on a big lawn right in the middle of this shopping center. And there, there they were. And they were doing a combination of kind of uh, what we call popera, which is sort of pop and opera um, Mix, huh? Mix, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fun. Um, Il Devo is one of the groups that kind of got that started. But, you know, they were up there. They're so cute. And they got their, their band with them. And they're doing a little cha-cha-cha with their white hats. And all these people that... And it, uh, <laughs> it was cleverly... The stage was right next to uh, a Mexican restaurant. Oh, yeah, there called, you go. Called <laughs> um, Taco something. I don't know. But, you know, people were drinking tequila and hearing this music and watching these guys. And they sauntered over. They had a great time. Loved this group. They saw how friendly we were. And they decided, well, let's come to the next thing, which was right. Songs of Love because it was uh, Valentine's the next week. Uh, and they excellent. came to the next thing, and they got champagne and chocolates and beautiful songs like Tonight from West Side Story. And they said, wow, that was really nice. And you guys are really friendly. We're going to come again. <laughs> so, yeah, so they came to the next thing. Yeah. And we got a bunch of new patrons that never would have come to see Tosca right off the bat. But right. they might. By right. the end of next year, you know, another five or six of these uh, friendly, uh, versatile community concert events, you know, they might, um, they might say, okay, I'm going to come see the big one. Yeah, well, you, get, uh, <laughs> you give them good samples along the way, and yeah. then again, as we were talking, you, you start to value and appreciate, especially the, the, the singers and all the time it takes to get there to do that, to Absolutely. do a performance, and, you know, they get hooked. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, like you said, have to come back and see the next one. And, and uh, now that you've got your venues and getting up and going, mm-hmm. uh, they've got they've got a lot of options more to see more of it and different venues right up to the to the Grand Opera. Right. One of our one of our really big successes this year with that Opera Alfresco series was um, Carmela's Restaurant here. Mm. Uh, in the courtyard. Yes, that's and we nice. did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that in November and sold it out. And people just kept writing in saying, "Oh, do it again, do it again, do it again." So we did it again in April, 
And they said, oh, that was great. Do it again, do it again. <laughs> so I think we've got it scheduled again. Um, is it in November? I don't know, at some point. But but they've been a wonderful partner, and, and, and they love to have us there. And it's a, it's a lovely, intimate atmosphere with the, you know, the courtyard lights, and the lights. And the lights, lighting, yeah. So pretty, and the, and the sun. Um, the food is great, and um, well, imagine imagine that uh, opera at an Italian. Yeah, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> well, it's not just opera though. We do we do we do a lot of uh, other songs that people you know know and and, right. and love too. So yeah, again, we that, keep, we keep that it mix mixed. of that venue and and mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah, yeah. fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Well, Stephanie, how about uh, we're going to look at wrapping up here soon? How about we get some contact info from you? Oh, sure. Yeah, we're we're, we're easy to reach. You can get us at uh, golfshoreopera.org. That's our website. Um, we would encourage you to sign up for our our eblast, um, which uh, certainly is the most efficient um, and inexpensive way for us to advertise. And we do sort of color code our eblasts. So um, if you're if, if you're from Punta Gorda, we will be sure and let you know about Punta Gorda events, and we won't bug you about what's happening on Marco Island. Oh, we might want to go to Marco Island, though. You know? <laughs> We've had people from far away come up to Punta Gorda and say, well, gee, we'll just come for the day and explore because we've never been there before. So, right. So, uh, you know, we do we do knock on the door of the tourism uh, councils in each of the three um, counties because we find that in uh, many of our um, shows, um, a good 50% of the audience is from out of area. So mm-hmm. it, it's good for, for your local business as well. Definitely. Um, but feel free to um, give us a call, too, at 239-529-3925. Um, and um, you, can, you can also drop us a line at, at info at Gulf Shore Opera. Yeah, yeah, and again, website there to find you guys, and uh, and you can find the color coding. By the way, Punta Gorda is green, so keep that in mind. <laughs> um, yes, and of course, we will have a link to your website. Um, Super. With in this show, yeah, that people yeah. can great, great. go I'm straight to you and find out all about. Encourage you to uh, to um, go to our um, uh, YouTube channel and and pull up. That's a, right. Uh, maybe a clip of the Godivas or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like fun. On there I'll have to, to check that out. Yep. Yeah, yeah we'll, have the, we'll have the link on there so they can check that out too. But yes, absolutely. Can, uh, very accessible and easy to find you, which is great. Okay. And uh, you've got a fantastic lineup coming up. So uh, good to see you getting back out there and, and yeah. uh, getting cranked up. <laughs> we're looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to being in uh, Charlotte County again soon. Yeah, right. Awesome. So before we wrap up, Stephanie, anything else you want to add? I think we've covered it all, David. <laughs> okay. All right. Mary? Well, it was a great show. It's so nice to meet you and finally you. meet you and and learn about everything that's going on. And I'm excited about getting some more exposure. Great. Exactly. Great. It's always yeah. my pleasure to share uh, my passion with Gulf Shore Opera. There you go. Well, Stephanie, again, thank you for coming up from Naples to to come on the show here. We appreciate that, uh, driving through that rain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we finally got some rain. <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. So, Merritt, ready to wrap up? I'm ready to wrap up, Dave. It's been fun. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, it's been a, a great show. Again, thank you for, for coming up here and, and uh, sharing all that with us, Stephanie. 
Okay, everyone. So there's another episode where we talk art. So we'll talk to you all then when we get back together. Now, Stephanie, let me buy you a cup of coffee for the road. Keep that in mind. Thanks for listening to the Partnership for the Arts talk show. 